Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the student of the game. I am Kyle Nass, the student of the game. And listen, if you're here, chances are you like talking about sport. And I am, of course, eternally grateful that you're here listening to me, whether you like sport or not. Maybe you just like me a lot. I don't know. Anyways, of course, thank you for coming aboard here. Hopefully you're checking in with us at the moment live on the Student of the Game Facebook page on uh, the SOTG on Twitch or Twitter uh, on the Huddle Up Network YouTube page. A7BN, uh, A7BN Sports Facebook page and, of course, the Sertoba Media YouTube channel where the struggle is real to be awesome where I was with Drew Willingham and Joey Raymond on the Inner Out Sports Debate Show episode 102. Check that out. That was a really fun time. And hey, listen, I, I, I love my dude, Drew Willingham. He's a bad mother father right there, but it was devious how he drew me in to do battle with the great and very cordial Joey Raymond by bringing up an ACC topic. That was crazy all the way around. I would encourage you to check that out just for that segment alone. Of course, they were all money. Um, in that way, shape, form, or fashion. So check that out. Of course, upcoming later in the week, you have the uh, Duval Dive with my guy, Travis Holmes, Friday, 11 a.m. So check out all that as well. And if you happen to be missing the stream, you could always check it out on wherever you get your podcast, doing the game channel there. Um, listen, a lot going on this week. Obviously, if you looked at the title, the, AFC, the NFC battle is on. The Cowboys and the 49ers are your main dish, I think, this week. You know, last week it was an AFC thing where the Bills and the Dolphins did battle and uh, won a close game. I can pretty much guarantee you that the Cowboys, listen, I'm not a degenerate. I'm not Mikey Byrne or Ernest Christian of the Huddle Up podcast, bing, or Earnestly Speaking podcast in the case of EJ Christian, where I do my student of the game report every week, bing. But with all that in mind, um, I, I I don't bet like those guys do, but my my advice, Cowboys Niners, take the under. Okay, here, you know, well, I'll leave that at that. And, of course, later on, the CEO of Huddle Up, Inc. himself, Big Jim Neese, a host of the Huddle Up podcast and Three Count Thursday, bing, um, will be here at about the 9.15 hour. We'll get into Mark Mancini and his check-in for the week very closely. An entertaining conversation, nonetheless, and definitely some uh, disagreement in the upcoming, you know, if you guys are into the drama, well, so be it. Speaking of drama, <laughs> what, a, what a way to lead into that, right? Speaking of drama, um, listen, things are getting uh, uh, pretty dramatic. I'm, um, I'm, how am I feeling? You might ask. Oh, sure. I, I, I still got a little bit of a cough. Maybe you notice I'm playing a little bit hurt, but I've been feeling better than I have in the past three and a half weeks. You know, yay antibiotics. But, um, and now I'm worried about something that's even longer term than that. I, as a member of the Huddle Up podcast, um, picked the Bengals, as we did in un un uh, unanimity, to win the Super Bowl. And they're looking pretty damn bad. Listen, I've had my criticisms of the, of the Tennessee Titans, um, even though I have them uh, finishing technically second in the AFC South where I previewed that with the three-point conversion uh earlier in the month here or actually no early last month it's yeah this is October now so bing by the way three-point conversion shouts to Raphael Haynes and uh by the way check check out the Duval dive on their iHeart radio channel in the upcoming week so look out for that too that'll be fun 
Um, lots of changes coming there too. Uh, I should say lots of another edition coming soon that I'm not ready to announce yet, but we'll just say something was signed recently. So, you know, it's going to be official, right? Anyways, announcements coming, be ready. But man, listen, I, and I talked about this, I think at the, at a couple weeks back with Ernest Christian, but we'll, we'll do it here. The Bengals, I'm not worried, worried, but I'm a little worried. Like at the end of the day, listen, I've dropped the stat a few times that Joey Burr is, um, is, is listen, he's four seasons in or, or yeah, he's four seasons in at that point, he's played four sets of the opening two games of a season, right? And this is, of course, including last year where he came off the appendectomy, the ridiculously long game, the overtime win by the Steelers that opened last year. And, and I mean, the Bengals were looking bad at that point. They were looking bad at this point last year um, overall as well. Now, you know, this year they, you know, are obviously one in three this time last year. Um, they were two and two at least, but did start one and two um, in that situation. But I mean, the difference between two and two and one and three doesn't seem like a lot. I will grant, um, especially when you have the Cardinals on your schedule and then the Seahawks are upcoming, you know, uh, both allegedly winnable games, unless you have one Joey Burr in the pocket. And I'm not here to say that Joey Burr can't move at all. But Burrow isn't, like, known for being a sprinter, right? This isn't a guy who's going to take off and run like a Patrick LeVon Mahomes, Patrick LeVon Mahomes II, um, or apparently a Trevor Lawrence, if you saw the uh, London game at Wembley there last week against the Falcons. I mean, listen, maybe B. John Robinson had a single run that was longer than Trevor Lawrence's two runs. Um, in that, uh, I think it was a 38 yarder, 36 yarder, but punchline being at the end of the day, Burrow ain't going to run like that, especially when his calf is what's hobbling him, right? Like that's, that's the problem. That's the issue. Okay. And if he's in trouble, which that offensive line while improved is still the most notorious element of that Bengals team when healthy, right? That, the listen, you don't expect Joseph Lee Burrow. Well, I mean, he doesn't have middle name status, but I'm saying it here for 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 gravitas, if you will, to run 42 yards on the day and average 5.3 yards a carry with a 22 yard scamper under his belt. I mean, that's not a thing that's happening. At least, especially not with a calf injury. But Burrow's not that guy that's going to break off a big run like that. And matter of fact, when it comes to run games, I'm not here to say the Bengals are bad, but it's certainly not the feature. But if your quarterback is limited, then Jamar Chase and anybody else, what TJ Higgins in that group, right? They're now rendered useless too. Then what do you got? And it's not that the Bengals defense is bad per se, but when you're put in bad situations and teams get opportunities to you know, tee up on you, knowing what you're doing, becoming one-dimensional in a football game, like you might in the in the case 
of a game that you eventually lost 27 to 3 that's a problem but i i will say this too to lift up the Bengals and, and why i'm not necessarily worried yet and i know that the running joke is oh derrick henry is a better quarterback in that game stop looking at the uh the running uh the uh the quarterback rating for god's sake that's that's not a real stat stop it okay but i mean listen to 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 the credit of the titans they beat them with the thing things that they are best at a wicked good defensive front and derrick henry who had rushing and passing touchdowns in the contest that's what it is, right? The offensive line is bad. Joey Burr lost a fumble, so there was a turnover in the game and was basically five yards of completion, right? Or excuse me, five yards in attempt. Not great, Bob. Okay. That's just an entirely awesome matchup, matchup for the Titans, you know. This is the kind of stuff they expected to see in the AFG championship game a few years back. That didn't happen because Ryan Tannehill threw a bunch of interceptions. Oh, sure, Tannehill had one. But listen, he only threw the ball 25 times. Okay? I think the reason why the Bengals are 1-3 are and three isn't just that Joey Burr is hurt. I think the Titans just match up particularly well to the Bengals. I might have even picked the Titans in this game because of all of the above. Um, I need to check the tape. I don't know if I was brave enough to do that or not. But now that I see it and I have the powers of Captain Hindsight, um, you know, I, I can see how it all came to fruition. They did. Maybe I underestimated how hurt uh, Joe, Joe Burrow is. And maybe I should be worried about the prospect of Joe Burrow battling Josh Dobbs, who has played some quality football with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I'm going to I'm not going to do anything stupid like put them in a top five in a power ranking, like some morons out there, hashtag foot pro football focus, did with the freaking Houston Texans. What are we doing? Hey, I mean, I, I don't know. What, what's worse? You let me know. Let me know on Twitter and Instagram or, 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 or Facebook or whatever. What's, what's the bigger flub there, right? The Texans as a top five team or the Colts as a top 17 in a power weight. What are we doing? Sorry, I got a little triggered. Uh, <laughs> speaking of getting triggered, let's head over to college real quick. Boy, listen, all of you who I thought USC was going to the college football playoff, I apologize. I do. I thought USC was going to have a better defense, and then we got 48-41 in Boulder, USC versus the Colorado Buffalo, which I mean, listen, we, we've it's, I'm going to play just part of the remix real quick. Just so you know how I feel about coach Dion. Who is swag? If ain't swag. Who is swag? If ain't swag. Okay. I, I got no beef with Deion Sanders and the Buffalo. I, I really, I'm, I'm cheering for them. I I'm calling bowl game for them. I said the over um, when I went over it uh, with what they could do and with the huddle up crew in the preseason thing. But USC can't play defense like that, okay? I'm not ready to sell on them. Playing in Boulder, Colorado is now officially incredibly difficult, all right? I don't care what college football venue you're talking about anymore. Is it Death Valley? Is it the Swamp? Is it the Bounce House? Is it 
Tuscaloosa? Is it South Bend? Is it any other relevant college football venue? I don't care. Boulder, Colorado is a zoo in a way it never has been before. And we'll probably stop being after Deion Sanders leaves if he does. I'm just saying. <laughs> but for USC to keep the Colorado Buffalo in the game without a guy who's ironically their top offensive weapon in the skill positions that's not Shador. I mean, does a quarterback count as a weapon? I guess not. I guess he's the facilitator, whatever. But Travis Hunter's not in this game. Their top corner and top receiver's not on the field. Their offensive line is allegedly really bad. And maybe Shador Sanders can move around that well in the pocket. Maybe that's a thing they can do. I, I don't know. I don't know. But what I can tell you is that defense has to be better, right? Utah got beat by Oregon State. And they that could put USC in a position, if they're playing like that, to get beat by Utah. This is me making all sorts of jo jokes with Big Jim Neese uh, <laughs> coming here based on his college prediction last year, picking Utah over USC and making me all sad. I'm joking, Jim. It's okay. You know. By the way, everybody who's trying to hype me up about Notre Dame, stop. You had trouble with Duke. And I'm sorry, I, I didn't buy Duke at 18. Maybe I'm the problem. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Okay? Willing to admit that. But the way that 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 the Irish looked didn't convince me. Now, credit up and down. I don't have a problem with Coach Freeman. I, I, I Listen, I'm a guy who defended Brian Kelly more than certain, you know, Irish fans who, who allege that they don't hate Brian Kelly, not to mention any names, but he's a really nice guy. See what I did there? But I, I'm not feeling them as a top 10 team. Matter of fact, the only thing I think that's a bigger crime, why is Penn State outraking any of the following? Oregon, Colorado, USC, and I don't care anything about Boulder in that front because at least one point Colorado was ranked. Penn State's biggest win is beating the crap out of a juggernaut like Northwestern. For context, for those who don't know the Big Ten well enough, it's like Vanderbilt is the academic brother in the SEC that doesn't belong. That is currently Northwestern. Now, I know they were good for a minute. They had some guys that came out of the draft the year that they made it to um, the conference championship a few years back, but they haven't done a whole lot since. I mean, overall, down year for the Big Ten, apparently. But why are we taking P Penn State seriously? I would go through their schedule of stuff, but I don't want to take too much time. I got to get the man-man here. The man-man needs to cometh so I could talk to Big Jim about the NFL and this Cowboys 49ers matchup. But why with Penn State? Stop. Stop it. Get some help. Actually, help us all because we don't want Penn State. Come on, man. Anyways, with that in mind, here's the madman himself, Mark Mancini. There's the guy himself for his weekly pitching about the week that was and will be in sports. The madman cometh, Mark Mancini. What's up, brother? Well, you know, in another month, I'll be 62, and I feel good, you know, slim, man. I don't need no slim, fast shakes, plenty hey. of walking and everything, and you age great, man, as you get older. But I will tell you, man, there's a lot to talk about, man. I'm on the top show that's sweeping the country, man. Move over Florida. Move over to DeSantis, man. We got this thing going. 
<laughs> Listen, I my wife would love, love to hear that, that last part. Uh, for sure. I'll play the clip for her. But um, listen, man, I'm going to be a good host. I know that the stickball isn't my thing. I don't run with that formally, but it's October where you live. And I know you were doing Philly's, um, uh, Philly's, Philly smack. It's red October for your Phillies, as they call it. Uh, but walk me through the baseball playoffs you got coming out, man. Tell me, tell me what you got. Well, I will tell you, I got the Phillies and Brewers in the National League and the Phillies. That's going to be uh, four hours of hell to play in that place. Uh, Marlins <laughs> found that out, uh, you know, last night. Uh, when you look at this Philly team, they all pull for each other. It's 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 different. You don't see a lot of that uh, these days, and uh, it's it's really refreshing to see that where everybody's got everybody's back. Uh, not like in L.A., um, where this could be the second biggest market, and yet seventy degree weather, but. I ain't playing or working for this team, the Dodgers. If there's 30 teams in the league, send me to Minnesota in April. I'll play for the Twins. Uh, I, yeah. I just don't like the way they treat guys. And you know what? Maybe Rodriguez knew something with the Tigers when he vetoed that trade to the Dodgers. He said, you know what? I'm not interested in your second biggest market. I'm not interested in your tacos or sushi. Or I'm just looking at the way you treat people. And this is a far cry than the O'Malley's owning it and treating you know, Steve Cal with respect when he was going through his drug problems, God rest his soul. Mm. But the Trevor Bauer and the Julio Urias thing left me with a bitter taste in my mouth. Come on, man. You're with somebody more than your wife, pretty much 200, 300 days a year. And you throw a guy to the curb because you don't have all the facts. And even if you had all the facts, why weren't you reeling the guy in and helping him out? To me, the Dodge organization, I'm not working or playing for him, man. I'm sorry. And I might catch a lot of flack, but I'm going to stick by those comments. No, I, I, I get it, man. I mean, Bauer basically uh, recently released a tape. I mean, this story is big enough that I know about it. And I saw his his little video confessional, for lack of a better way to call it, about how evidence came to light um, about uh, surrounding the allegations. I don't want to get into it too much, but um, – now that all the facts are shaking out, I mean, listen, for all those in the uh, court of public opinion that, that uh, you know, put things in the guilty until proven innocent vein, hopefully learn something from the Bauer situation, yeah? Well, not only that, I mean, to, to, to sit here and, 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 and dismiss yourself from the, organiza you know, the, from the organization, from the player, is, is beyond me, because now... You know, when you look at this organization, to me, it, it, it's got mud on its face. It of really, course. It really does. It, you know, and, you know, maybe you're going to need a few towels to get rid of it and build some respect around the league. Because even though, you know, they, they won 100 games four years in a row and everybody talks about that, how important would Julio Urias be right about now? Because mm. you got a broken down horse in Kershaw and you got a bunch of rookies and you got Lynn that's led the league in home runs. Good luck with that. Arizona or Milwaukee can come in your backyard this weekend and hammer you. Yeah. And, and listen, there's a lot going on there for sure. October, it is. That possibility is certainly on the table. Um, I don't hear you talking about. Hey, let, me, let me ask you, what's with the deal with the 17,000 fans in Tampa? Come on, man. Show more respect than that. Well, I mean, listen, if you're looking for Florida fans to not be fickle outside of college football, I cannot help you, Mark Mancini. Anyway, <laughs> uh, with that in mind, you can talk about a lot of the NL there. Give me some AL stuff. How do you feel about that? 
I had the Mariners get in there with the Jays. The Mariners went home. They they didn't get qualified, but the Jays are hanging. They got a must win. But Minnesota, eighteen years or eighteen games of mm-hmm. finally winning a game. I mean, uh, I'm going to take a quote out of my buddies. I think uh, they haven't won anything since the iPhone came into existence. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, man. This, the, a lot of exciting stuff, you know, playoffs being, you know, October, what it is. Granted, I'm not paying so much attention because I have amazing stuff like your USC Trojans. It's really kind of making me a little bit worried. I got to tell you, Mark Mancini, I've been preaching that gospel, and they come out and go with a boulder and dr- and let and let Dion and his Colorado Buffalo drop, what is it, 41 points on them? Without their best offensive player. Well, first of all, how do you drop the Trojans each and every week? They go from six to nine. I understand Colorado dropped 41 on them. I understand, you know, the week before Arizona State, I think, put 28 on them or whatever. Um, But how do you drop a team because the defense let up points? They're winning, and it might be winning ugly, but, you know, they're still winning. Uh, These prognosticators that have, have these guys, uh, keep dropping. That's why you need a format of 12 teams. We'll find out. USC will be. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, I, I agree with you there. The, it, it's a shame that next year's the year where the 12 team playoff comes because this, if there isn't a year, if there is, this year is exactly why the 12 team playoff is happening. Now, granted, I'd have been okay, happier with yeah, eight, I don't. But, I don't have much stock in a guy sitting there eating hot dogs and drinking Cokes in the press box, even though I'm there too. To sit here and ridicule this, the USC team. And Sir, I do not eat hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, I like the hot dogs. I'm just not eating 20 of them. I've seen yeah, two guys put away that many, and then they have to run down to the Costco and load up again. I'm not one of those guys. Keep this slim look. Yeah. But Come no, on, man. Don't, don't, eat, don't eat your breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the press box, man. Come on, share a little, man. <laughs> I, have to, I have to bring one thing out here, though. Part of the part of the thing that's keeping your Trojans and Oregon and even Washington down, who you know I'm high on, by Michael Penix I'm, and all I'm that. Definitely, yeah, well, Penn State's going to be in this equation. They just keep that's the problem. It's your Penn State that doesn't belong up there. That's part of the reason. Who the hell have they beat, Mark Mancini? I am done with your. Penn I don't State know. They steam, they steamrolled Northwestern the other day, and they came in two and two. Hey, watch out, the, the Nippy Lions. They're a year away from blowing this thing way open, man. Well, we're not State's talking about good. 24, Mark Mancini. We're talking about 23. I know. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know how they keep, you know, keep, keep having Clemson hang into this thing. But the Pac-12 is looking good. Washington's hanging in there. You got Utah. And yeah, uh, you know, Oregon. Washington and Oregon, Oregon do battle this weekend, right? That's going to be yeah, a fun one, man. Yep, USC, I think, plays Arizona, so that should be an interesting one as well. <laughs> well, and, and listen, I'm with you on this. Why are we still hyping up Duke? Why? Are, I mean, Notre Dame is still a top-10 team. I have my issues there. But why are we still hyping up Duke? What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, well, not only that, what about my Panthers, man? They're pathetic, man. Well, Virginia Tech whacking them, I mean – this, this I, I didn't want to bring up a sore topic. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll bring it up for you, man. That, that, that's sad, man. And it's like, what the hell? At least now I got hockey coming around the corner next week, and the Penguins will open up against the Blackhawks. 
Yeah, we'll, hey, we'll talk about that next week for sure. But let, let me let me go in with this too. What happened to your Falcons, bruh? Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're hanging in there two and two. I mean, you know, it should be an interesting thing. And I, I think they, you know, they'll they'll bounce back. I'm going to hang with them. Hey, but the Skins, the Skins almost went into Philly and pulled one and people were laughing at me. Well, I'll, I'll say this about your red tails. Them losing, them losing, uh, them darn near losing to the Cardinals, them losing to the Broncos, not a great look. Just saying. Well. And not only that, you know, I know. Or the no, Lions, didn't they beat the Broncos? I'm trying to remember now. Yeah. Anyway, the, the point is, the, you the, still the, 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 the Broncos. Well, That's the, 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 well, the Skins will kill the Bears tomorrow night because the Bears could be the worst team in the league. I thought Green Bay would be there with the Bears following second. The Bears might have exceeded them. But how about yeah. that embarrassing thing with the Giants, the ball, embarrassing Jones on the sidelines throwing the clipboard? <laughs> Come on, man. You see, this is why Keith Carroll. People should take notice that Pete Carroll, you know, is a player's coach that, you know, keeps, you know, they lose Russell Wilson, but they make a man out of Geno Smith. The ball, man, I lost a lot of respect for him throwing a clipboard and walking away and embarrassing Jones like that, man. It's a team effort, man. But, but that's the coach of the year, Mark Mancini. What do you mean? Don't, don't, don't stand here and take uh, notes from the Los Angeles Dodgers on how to run a franchise. And, Embarrass your players. Yeah. And by the way, they did beat the Broncos. So yeah, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was speaking out of turn there. Yeah. So I mean, your Red Tails coming back the way they did, and while the two point conversion was questionable, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, nonetheless they got the victory. I, I, I'm good with all that. But um, you know, I, I think just like your Falcons, Desmond Ritter is the problem. Your Red Tails, the problem is Sam Howe. Howell. Because you can't spell Howell without a couple of L's. That is what it is. I like, I, I like Howell. And Rivera seems to be the problem. But if you want to look at model franchises that take care of business, you look at Pete Carroll, you look at the New England Patriots, these are guys that look out for their guys. Not the Dodgers and the ball over there embarrassing players and throwing people to the curb and railroading them with the Metrolink. Well, I'd push back a little bit on the Patriots being a take-care-of-their-guys scenario. I think Richard Seymour, Ty Law, Lawyer Malloy, and a few others might have some questions, including Thomas Edward Patrick Bieber Brady. And now lately, apparently, Mac Jones, there's a lot of drama. Apparently, he's bratty or there's some sort of drama there. I, I'm Listen, I'm not out here trying to say that Bill Belichick is this uh, this master of magnanimity, okay? That's, that's not where I'm sitting um as far as that by the way speaking of model franchises and struggles mark mancini i told the world that uh deshaun watson would not be able to mentally handle being the villain and the browns with an awesome defense you know like the jets are an awesome defense that struggle and doing battle well against patrick lebron mahomes the second the browns struggling a bit getting worked by your ravens right I, you know, when was the last time the Browns have won in Pittsburgh during the regular season since I was in high school? I mean, it's just it's just a clown show there in Cleveland. It really is. But yeah, the uh, the, the uh, Browns are just pathetic. Watson, two hundred thirty million guaranteed money, uh, is just a, a astronomical waste of money. I don't know what these guys were looking at when they gave him the money, but uh, uh, a three's company man, and maybe. You know, the more and more I look at uh, Deshaun Watson, he might be looking like Deshaun, uh, you know, uh, out of out of out of the starting role there. 
yeah. uh, in Cleveland. Yeah. So it's, well, he didn't start this past week. So, I mean, that was, I, you know, there's, there's that. Yeah, no, you make a point. Granted, it did not go well there either offensively without Watson starting. Yeah. Let me, let, let's go with a different story, something a little bit better. Uh, the Bills doing what they did to the Dolphins. Are you one of these that's trying to crown them the top team in the conference? Well, I've, I've said it from the beginning. You could see the play these shows back. I, I, I wasn't buying stock in the Dolphins. I mm-hmm. mean, they haven't been relevant since Dan Marino. And, <laughs> you know, and when you look at this team, they they're like the UCLA Bruins, three and oh, four and oh, four and one, five and two. Uh, when you're up against a team like Buffalo, uh, you're going to get manhandled, whether it's in the snow or you know the leaves are starting to turn. Uh, we'll find out what the Dolphins do from here, but uh, Buffalo uh, is is a dangerous squad, man. They're clicking on all cylinders, and I've always told you this: I don't need to buy a flight to the East Coast. I'll just hang on Josh Allen's, you know, football <laughs> there and get there. But but I will, you know, you know, talking about franchises in the circle back on this thing. You know, I lost a lot of respect on the on the whole thing when they were ripping, you know, Bounty Gate and the New Orleans Saints. You know, <clears throat> who doesn't prepare their team to knock the quarterback out? Even in high school, you, you know, we don't know these things, but I'm sure, you know, the coach goes, hey, you get a few sacks here, pull a Mac here and uh, get six sacks. We'll, we'll, we'll buy you a couple steak dinners. That was unfair with the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton. So, well, uh, hold on, hold on. It wasn't just a matter of, hey, sack the quarterback. It was actually hit with intent to hurt, okay? Intent well, to cause injury, that was the issue. Like, listen, yeah. I'm all for letting the guy know you're there and giving him an extreme lump tap if you're on defense, so to speak. But it's different when you're targeting injuring a guy. That's why it was a scandal. Well, not, well first of all, maybe, maybe it's taken out of context a little, too, because in the heat of the moment, you're you want to take out the quarterback and knock him out and all that, and, you know these, these you know maybe the helmet goes down a little and, and you, you go after these guys. I mean, hey, are we gonna put you know, quarterbacks in skirts here down in the near future? I mean, this is football, and it's all out. And I'm sure this thing gets pushed in high school. I'm sure it gets pushed in college. That you know, take out the quarterback. That's the guy that's you know that's going to dictate where this thing is going to go. If it's going to stay first down and 20, first down and 30. So I'm looking at that, but I think it was an unfair thing. And, you know, getting back to the Patriots and, you know, the Colts complaining about footballs. Hey, you're using the damn football that yourself here. And you get beat by 45. You didn't get beat by three. You got beat by 30 to 45 points. And you're complaining about the New England Patriots. I mean, when you're winning franchise, People are going to come out on you. Look at the Houston Astros. Or, well, you know, you can be every, franchise and you can also have a history. You know, there's a lot of teams that cheat that don't get caught. You know, the Dodgers are brought up in this equation too. And I don't know how they <laughs> slip through the cracks, but it's funny when you're a winning franchise like the Astros and Patriots and all fingers start to get pointed because they're looking for something on you. But it's not just that they're winning franchises, Mark. There's history of transgression, okay? Like, Bounty Gate wasn't the first thing. There was Spygate first. The whole reason why we're talking about Gates in the NFL is the Patriots at that juncture. Well, they, they, what it was. They, it was they, about they, being a repeat offender, not being a, not, not being well, a champion. Sh- you know, and show me in 94 when baseball was a dead sport, and they brought the slogan back, Chicks Dig the Long Ball, and Bud Selig threw all those guys that saved the sport under the bus. Hey, man, if you want me to defend yeah, right Bud Selig, 
Listen, if you want me to defend Bud Selig, you're in the wrong place. But let, let me tell you, I, I am on record, even as a non-baseball guy, talking more trash than you can find at a landfill on Bud Selig. Let me be clear. I'm not just that's about like the theory. That's yeah. exactly what I'm. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is this guy threw everybody under the bus? He's sitting in the car with the engine running while these guys supposedly <laughs> robbed the bank, and you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Well, no. I, I listen. I, I I mean, it's it's. You keep you I keep the home run. You keep the home run king out of uh, out of hall, the Hall of Fame. You keep Roger Clemens out of there. The list can go. Pete Rose, the all-time hits leader. You keep these guys out of out of baseball that saved your sport and put them on the map. <laughs> I mean, come on. Again, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And, and, yeah. and, and you know, you know the great thing about this show, Kyle, is What's we that? don't sugarcoat it. We we bring it to the. You know, they might not agree with us, but they know we're true to what we believe in, and we're consistent each and every week. Try to be. I mean, hey, listen, you're still trying to defend Desmond Ritter, so there's that. But uh, I'm trying no, man, to find listen. the guys that are, hey, I'm trying to find the guys that keep eating all the hot dogs in the damn press box. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe they should be just as notorious as Bud Seeley. I'm with that. Man, you gotta, listen, hey, you, gotta, you know what? You got to eat a couple days before you cover a game, my friends. <laughs> well, hey, I'll defend it like this. I, I get there early. Um, for, for a couple hours before kickoff when I'm doing, like, football games in particular. Not so much basketball, which you will see me quite a bit more at um, at the Amway Arena covering the Orlando Magic here upcoming. Uh, the preseason starts in a couple weeks, and, and that tip-off on October 25th. I will be in the building. The show is going to be pre-recorded that night. I got to try to be in two places at once. Now, you know who are they playing that night, if I may ask? Oh, that would be your, uh, the Houston Rockets. Wow, the Rockets come to town. Well, I'll be uh, busting out the beanie for my Milwaukee Bucks. You know I'm a big Bucks guy. Well, hey, the Bucks will be in uh, Orlando at some point. I'm planning to attend that game to see what I see with Dame Lillard and uh, your boy Giannis com uh, combining there. Great guys, a great freak and everything. I've had a chance to interview him quite a few times. Great guy. But, yeah, we'll find out what the 7-6 stick looks like in San Antonio. I'm not a big fan of that guy. Soul. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. We'll find out. He's going to have to put some more meat on his body. Uh, good luck with uh, uh, Green coming at him uh, when you play the Warriors. <laughs> Draymond, Draymond versus Wimby will be an interesting pairing. I, yeah. I think that's a good point you make. Uh, but, yeah. hey, let's put it this way. If Wimby makes it through his first year, Green might be retired by then. So there's hope. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm telling you, keep your eyes on that guy, the Heat, yeah, the UCLA kid that the Heat grabbed with the 18th pick. I'm I'm sold on that one. Hakez, man. Hakez is the guy, man. I'm keeping an eye on him. Man, listen, I wish I could keep you longer, but you told me I got 20 minutes with you. We're yeah, coming up you know, that, yeah, next week I got longer, man. I love you. I, I got to make time for your show, man. This is the show that's, I'm telling you, sweet, forget the primaries and everything, man. This show sweeps the country. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I wish I tell, had that kind of hey, pool. Let, let Trevor Lawrence know, man, man. I'm a big fan of his, man. I love Trev. Hey, I yeah. Like the, well, what's that? Trev train. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, it, it, you're, you're, you're right. You're riding your way to the Prince's Palace, huh? Yeah, I love I love the Trev train, man. I, I love that guy, man. And he's, 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 he's going to get the Jags in the playoffs. I'm telling you, watch out. You know, you, 
you hit peaks and valleys in anything you do. You just got to hit them peaks more so than the valleys. Yeah, well, I'm looking for the offense to do a little bit better. Lately, the defense has been carrying them something that hasn't really been brought up a lot in the stats. I wrote about it this past Sunday in the Jaguar Report of SI. Bing! So with all that in mind, thank you, by the way, for the opportunity for the plug, Mark Pansini. But, I, I uh, love you, brother, man. I'm always looking out for you. You know, money comes and goes, relationships are priceless. We're not going anywhere, brother. Amen. But unfortunately for now, for this segment, you'll be heading out. Please tell the world where you can be found, Mark Mancini. XM Sirius, WWDBAM 860 out of Philly. Just finished the Pirate Podcast, the Giant Podcast. and Looking for more things and uh, being a part of this thing in Florida is great with you, my brother. I love you dearly. Say hi to the family and I'll see you next week. Hey, man, listen, I know we debated, but, hey, it's still brotherly love here. I feel that, brother. We'll catch you next time. Agree to disagree. That's the great That's thing. That's what makes this what <laughs> we We're peanut butter. Hey, six inches, Steve Carlton, Tim McCarver. We bring it. I like it, man. We'll catch you, you next man. time, Mark. An honor, joy, and privilege is always to have on Mark Mancini. You know, something I forgot to touch on. And and it it'll transition nicely here as I bring it bring on one of the most decent human beings I know, but you know I, I got to throw a bit of shade at Rodney Harrison trying to quote bit, quote dig from Chris Jones and and actually calling a quarterback he just covered. Oh, but you know he's trash. Trying to get a soundbite out of the classy Chris Jones. Like, listen, I ran into people literally connected to a church there to interview Chris Jones about his faith in Arizona in Phoenix, man. And I'm not trying to tell you every churchgoer is, um, you know, or, or even alleged Christian is, is a good person. We can make jokes about presidents in the past, <clears throat> but I will say Chris Jones is a classy dude. I met him in person. Rodney Harrison over and above trying that tactic, which was outright gross, should have been smart enough to know that one going to work on Chris Jones. And big man handled it and dominated that guy. And he didn't get a sound bright. He just looked like the guy stealing money that he is. And already I got Ernest Christian talking up. We should do an episode about the top 10 people that Kyle thinks stealing money in the media. Oh, great. I finally get some opportunities to do some stuff and make some money in the field. And now EJ Christian wants me to trash myself. Wonderful. But you know what? You know a guy who I'll never have that problem with? The most decent human being I know in media. My man, Big Jim Nee, CEO of the Huddle Up Podcast, Inc. What's going on, buddy? What's going on, Kyle? Man, uh, I, I can't. I don't know that I can live up to that uh, that moniker, but I will always do my best. Hey, listen, you you aren't maybe 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 I'm more like a kind of a Garth Brooks kind of thing, and I know friends in low places. You're just not one of them. <laughs> well, you never, see, it's all it's all relative, Big Jim. That, all relative. that is the truth. That is the truth. I will uh, any comparison to my man Garth, I'll take though. Hey, listen, with that in mind, I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way: you know, um, you're usually. A pretty objective fan, but relatively, you go completely Notre Dame Homer on your uh, observations podcast this week. But everybody should still check it the hell out. I mean, if if it's my personal observations, shouldn't I go Homer on it though? If I'm being honest, I mean, see, Homer. <laughs> he brings the soundboard with him. I like. Well, I don't it. go anywhere with that. It's like it's like the American Express card, Kyle. I don't go any. I don't leave home without it. I, I, so apparently not, man. I, I can't front on any of that. And listen, I have to say, Jim, to this extent, despite you being 
a decent human being. You are absolutely intolerable. Your Orioles are making it in. Your your Notre Dame Fighting Irish are allegedly top 10. Allegedly. I mean, whether they should be top 10 or not, I won't argue with you on, but I will hold I will hold steady that they should be higher than Alabama right now. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm not angry at it. I think you're just more bitter about Buckley being a, a quarterback anywhere else or even on a roster. I, I will it. take Sam Hartman over Tyler Buckner. I know, for president. 15, we have days, out of, 15 days out of the week, my friend. I, I, I'm, if you want that debate, you're not getting it from me, okay? <laughs> you know, and now the Cowboys are good, too, and you're just absolutely insufferable. Granted, I, I don't think you are one of the tools in question that has them going to the damn Super Bowl. You're not yeah. that unhinged, but... I do not have them going to the Super Bowl uh, in, in my official Huddle Up podcast predictions from the beginning of the season. Bing! <laughs> but listen, I'll put it this way, big man. I hope for a fact that the caps aren't a factor uh, in the postseason in hockey because, good God, you're already a mess on Twitter. Yeah, I, it was it was funny. I was I was talking to my uh, I was talking to my boss the other day because a lot of times our our meetings uh, go a little bit of work discussion and then it's a lot of sport discussion, which is how any, so. any I was gonna say how any boss and 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 rightly so. Uh, how, any, how any boss relationship uh, and discussion should go, but I, I was like, I, I don't, I don't know how to exist really in this world. Like it, it, it's a very strange place for me to be. Like with, with the Orioles being good and the Hershey Bears coming off a Calder Cup win. And oh God, I forgot about the Bears. The, I even the, had, the, I had uh, up and I didn't say it. <laughs> the uh, you know with the, the 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 Capitals, they have a new coach. Hopefully, you know that that should lend itself to be in a better situation. Um, the Cowboys uh, are regular season good. We will figure out the postseason <laughs> when we get there. Uh, Notre Dame, obviously, you know, three points and half a yard away from being six and oh at this point so it's 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 uh fun but terrifying at the same time well hey for all our debates on your homerism we both agree penn state sucks anyways uh <laughs> that is true i do i i do wish and hope like it feels weird because I, I i kind of wish and almost hope that they end up beating ohio state when they play them uh because i'm i feel like i have more nemeses with ohio state this season than i do penn state Hmm, that's fascinating. Well, at, but at the end of the day, though, you're losing to um, Ohio State. Yeah, so I mean, theoretically, I should want the Buckeyes to win, but I'm not saying you should want anything. I'm just telling you the latent benefits of your suffering. That's all. As uh, as I've said multiple times on Twitter, I think Ryan Day is a painted hair. Uh, so I will, uh, you know, I will leave it at that. That's some research I'm going to have to do. What do you do more often? Blame the refs or talk about painted hair Ryan Day? That's that's a toss-up. Oh, it's definitely refs. I mean, that, let's be fair. That 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 goes across sports. It's funny. I just thought somebody, you know, somebody was telling me I just manifested that you complain about the officials. But anyways, enough about that. Complain uh, about the officials. Tell the truth. Whatever. Uh, tomato, tomato, Kyle. <laughs> Man, listen. I had to lighten you up a little bit and call you a great human being because there's going to be plenty of ish to be talked alle allegedly with you, being, with you being a Cowboy fan and coming in here uh, talking about the 49ers. And, and my alleged homerism uh, aside, I think I would feature this game anyway. Like, listen, if you look at most sane power rankings that don't do stupid stuff like put the Texans and die. <sighs> it was, uh, yeah. 
Look, here's the deal, man. I, I think that I think the Texans. I mean, they're obviously arriving much quicker than expected. Um, give it give it a few more weeks, and and we can maybe start to have the discussion of where they where they sit in the AFC and where they sit in the in the NFL. But the the Texans, uh, yeah, it's a little premature to be putting them anywhere near the top of anything at this point. Whoa, 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 whoa! Talking too fast about arriving. Define arriving. I have them winning seven games. Jim Neese. On the three-point conversion in the AFC South preview, bing, that I did beginning of the last. Oh, right. The soundboard's here. My bad. Sorry. I, you know, uh, hopefully I don't get any problem with SAG here and my voice acting being replaced by a machine here. That might be a problem. Be careful with that, Jim. But we'll, we'll figure that out. When we oh, yeah, right. I, I mean, listen, sound got, technical people deserve to get paid, too. And that's, you know, that's that's decent human and great human being and great producer here, Big Jim Nees, producing a different damn show, apparently. Shoot. Anyways, I mean, I would have cursed, but this is an EJ show. Anyways. Um, that is true as well. Uh, but, yeah, th- this game upcoming is crazy. And let me tell you where I'm at. I'm Obviously, we're not going to pick a, a winner here because you're going to help me do picks in a minute. But when sure. I look at this game, this is just two defenses that cancel each other out, essentially, in my mind, for the most part. Not in that that they won't matter, as in, like, they're going to basically choke each other's offenses. Like, listen, right. I wasn't a part of Degenerate Athon. Uh, that is the picks on the Huddle Up podcast. As fun as that is, um, and as apparently as much as, as as I've been kicking EJ's ass on the NFL part, um, but nobody wants to talk about that apparently now that I know I'm getting tracked and I'm doing better. Um, shouts to Mikey Byrne. Um, but he take the under in this game is the only thing I would recommend it. Like you as a good host picked it to talk about it because it's a great game. Don't bet this unless it's the under, right? Yeah, I think that's the safest play. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't touch point spread for either team because, you know, it's it's going to come down to um I think it's going to come down to maybe a broken play, uh, you know, uh busted coverage somewhere. Um is one of the quarterbacks or both of them going to make mistakes and how many are they going to make sort of a deal? Uh, and I don't even necessarily want to even in frame it that way because I don't I think that's maybe disingenuous to to Brock Purdy and to Dak Prescott before the game even starts like which which defense is going to force uh a turnover as opposed mm. to like which quarterback is going to make a mistake interesting um, the cowboy wants to dodge the conversation about which quarterback's most likely to commit a turnover fascinating I mean, Jim well very we're, fascinating I mean, what are we doing are we going Stephen A. Smith on this show because that that that's a clown show in and of itself but anyway <laughs> no I, I like all well, sir if you do that again, if if you said Skip Bayless, I would have ejected you like if it was EJ. And I'd be like, well, we lost, Jim. Uh, I the football gods had something to say. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. But no, but 100%. If, you, if, if you're going to touch this game at all, and I, and I don't think it's um, I don't think it's the smartest play, um, definitely the under. Because I think we're I think we're definitely going to learn a lot about both teams and, and where they're at. Um, you know, a, a month into the season, I mean, yeah, I think it's uh, more fair to quote unquote trust. There's that T word again that gets thrown about, around. About money, money, money. Who do you trust? Right. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? You know, like I, 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 it's, but I think you can you can trust the Niners more. But I think the Cowboys are still working on finding themselves and finding their new offensive identity. Um, and and hopefully, yeah, uh, they continue to improve on that as the season goes on. Right now, I, I, and I, I think there's a lot of there. There, uh, the Cowboys certainly haven't been tested 
yet somehow they lost a game. Um, yeah, and yeah, that one hurts. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk too much trash on the Cowboys, as, as fun as that should be. Um, you know, you mentioned the Zach Martin injury. I don't think that's it. I don't think we're talking enough about Josh Dobbs in general. Um, I don't know if it's because it's the Cardinals. I don't know if it's because it's West Coast. I don't know what. But Josh Dobbs has been forced to play in a lot of crap situations, right? You'll remember he was giving he was on the Titans trying to salvage that team that had basically no air threat, that yeah. had injured Derrick Henry, that lost six straight games. And it wasn't necessarily because of him. Yeah, he struggled some. Yeah, exactly. And, and Rayshon Jenkins um, did hit his hand to force um, – the, the the fumble that decided that game and one of the strangest endings I've seen that wasn't the over a time team that was an overtime game that was Jaguars Cowboys and over um no offense Jim honestly that was a crazy ending I was there for in person yeah no I mean here's the thing I, and and it, it, the Cardinals look to be you know like I know on uh with with, with earnest preseason predictions and even when we ran down the over-unders on the huddle up podcast like the 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 thing that we thought the Patriots might be like, I know the, like the words, like one of the best five and 12 teams in the history of the NFL, not <laughs> turn around about the Patriots, but like that, that may end up somewhat being what, what this Cardinals team is. Like they look like they're going to be a challenging out and there's going to be weeks where they win games that they quote unquote shouldn't. Right. Like, it's like, like no disrespect to the Cardinals, but the Cowboys should have won that game. Um, they didn't, the Cardinals showed up the Cowboys. I don't know what exactly happened with the Dallas Cowboys in that game, but the Cardinals won. They are, they earned that win. I won't take it away from them. And yeah, like Dobbs is Dobbs is playing pretty well, uh, with a cast of who the heck is this guy? So By the way, are we done thinking the Cardinals are tanking or are they just that bad at it? Like uh, we went from right, like, how bad are you when you're not even good at tanking? Right? Like, like. <laughs> And, and and that's the thing. I mean, there are maybe a team, Chicago Bears, or two that um, you know, that you can look at and go, yeah, this this team's this team's thrown it away. That is not the Arizona Cardinals. We we all assume that it would be, but it is not for sure. Um, well, I I mean, I think the Bears just are incomplete. And I mean, if they didn't just bring in Shaw Payton, I know another team that would be eligible for it if you happen to be reaching for the soundboard at the moment to make it. Oh, look the Denver Broncos producing gold. Anyways, um, yeah. So you know, uh, we if you if you go back and check the Huddle Up podcast, DJ's bottom five tool time. Listen, it, it was uh, it was a little bit uh less Tim the Tool Man EJ and more uh. One of the tool girls there. What's up? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was one of his better lists as far as it goes. Make sure you check it up on check it out on the Huddle Up podcast. But listen, we've talked about, you know, taking the under and all that. For me, I mean, actually, yeah, we 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 teed it up quite a bit about the matchup such that it is. We'll save the pick um for the actual doing of the picks um for that. Uh you know, here's let me take this to you too, because another team, another team that that you you don't really cheer for them, you're not a fan of them, but a team you've been kind of advocating for. No, this isn't a Utah take. I I I, I I'm just I was like, wait a minute, are we going to college? I I I picked against. No, we talked about Notre Dame already. Um, and we're not bringing up Michigan. I'm not. I'm not on that Utes train this year either. By the way, yeah, uh, them getting nobody is. I'm just amazed that I had faith in Oregon State and they delivered. It's messing with me. So you know, I I I don't know what to do about that precisely. (laughs) 
um, them taking here or there around Colorado's old, old spot seems appropriate for me in the polls. Um, but the you, last last year you were caping up pretty hard for the Lions. Um, yes. And now they're a top 10 team. How weird does that feel? Or did you see that? I, I picked them to win the division, and I'm pretty sure I had them do it. Well, I know I had them doing it with a winning record. I, I forget if it was 10 games or nine games. I think it was nine games, and they were going to win the division by a game. Right. But they're pulling away, Jimneys. Um, yeah, I think they're I mean they're pulling away for two reasons. One, um, the Vikings. the vikings are either worse than we thought they were going to be or they're what they actually were last year without luck you know what i mean like and you don't mean andrew luck you mean (laughs) i mean actually late old lady luck um because you know how many times did the the vikings win you know skirt by on these one or two or three point wins five or six right you know so is this the is this the world just balancing itself back out towards the, towards the Minnesota Vikings? Um, and and I mean we know that we know the story with the Bears. We don't need to continue to to you know kick kick the uh, the animal while it's down. Yeah. But but I think I think the thing is that the the Green Bay Packers are if they're the the what Jordan Love experiment. I mean it's not that it's bad. It's just the road is a little rockier than it was. Um, you know, for, for as stable as that quarterback position has been for the last few decades, um, you know, it's this just this, not a hall of fame caliber talent. You have just right. an, an, a competent above average guy. Yeah. And, and, and listen, how many people pick the pack for the bottom of the pack? I might've been one of them. I'll admit it. I'm wrong. It's okay. It happens. But you know what? I tried to tell you people that the Texans were going to win seven games and you didn't want to listen. Yeah. 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 So I think I think that's I think that's what we're seeing with the Lions is, is yeah, I mean they're they're good. I think they're better than they were last year. Um Jared Goff is is um continuing to improve on under this the the man Campbell regime. So like I and and I, I don't know to to the student of the game report on the Earnestly Speaking podcast this week. Um right, I, I, I don't I don't think I, I don't know that I'm quite ready to put him in the top 10 i'm not either but he cornered me he he, he, i'm not i'm not i don't necessarily hate the argument though because when when you look at jared golf like he he's not super flashy he's not going to be the guy that like you know oh man we got a minute 50 we got no timeouts hell yeah i got jared golf in my back pocket what but he the same thing about brock purdy too and he got how far last year i mean right and and here's but here's the thing is like we're we're also not I don't think you're ever going to look at it and go, all right, we got two minutes and 10 seconds left. Oh man, we got Jared Goff. And you're still going to scoff at golf. You know what I mean? Like, like I just, I don't think like you don't have that worry that like, he's going to make that really putrid mistake. Like I, like I kind of joked when he, when he threw the pick, I think it was last week or the week prior. I'm like, well, there's his interception for the season. (laughs) Cause he, cause you know what I mean? He's, he's very smart with the ball and, and, He's either going to get into his receiver's hands or it's going to be out of bounds or it's going to be in a position where the defense isn't going to get it. Um, and as coming from a a, a fan of a team um, that that doesn't always have that quarterback, um, you know, like that is that is something to be valued. So I think that's what you're looking at is I think you have a very efficient offense. You have a real good defense um, with it with a really, really strong pass rush. And 
yeah, I mean, it, it feels strange. And I know people don't want to like the thing that I that, that drives me nuts and it drives me nuts as a Cowboys fan, but it drives me nuts as a as a football fan in general is, you know, when when people people talk about past history and I get it like we all do it. But but in the same time, like the Lions team of 1999, that was, you know, three and 12. I don't know if that's what they were. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, or, or, or the one where John Kitna came out saying they were going to win 10 games and then they were like one, like six, you know, yeah, like those those teams, those seasons have absolutely nothing to do with what the 2023 2024 Detroit Lions are or will be. Um so all of this, you know, well, they can't win the division because they're the Lions. They can't win in the playoffs because they're the Lions. Like, yeah, history is history. But in the same time, this year is this year. Like, at, at, at some point, like, you you got to look at what a team has and what they're building on in the, in the close history. Look at what the Lions did last year. Right. Look at what they've been since I think it was week six of last year. They've been one of the best teams in this league. Well, listen, and that I, week last year. I, I will push back with this. I don't think it's just history. I think it's a culture argument, right? I think what you're dealing with is is something that you've seen teams and you've seen franchises. Hell, not just in this sport. I'm sure we could come up with a baseball team that it applies to. I'm sure we could come up with a hapless basketball team. I'm pretty damn sure I live near one until this uh, uh, most recent year. Uh, where they got Paolo Vancaro and Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac got involved. Now, granted, in that case, it's not necessarily bad franchise. It's bad luck. Listen, Anthony Hardaway, Grant Hill, Markel Fultz, um, Jonathan Isaac are just the four names I think of off the top of my head where injury was the issue. I can right. make the same argument for the Dolphins in the offensive line, but, you know, I don't want to bring out my time with the Dolphins wire. I still might have a little bit of PS PTSD on that. The punchline <laughs> is this, my good friend. I think there's a cultural problem and people who said, oh, the Detroit Lions um, should have their kneecaps bitten off because something came in to change the goddamn culture yeah. on or around. It wasn't during, but just before the time I wrote for the Dolphins wine, uh, wire, Madden Campbell came in, promoted as the tight end coach to become the interim head coach and made some difference in that short period of time. That's how we got this head coaching job in Detroit. And damn it, give the dude some props. Maybe he won't get you to a Super Bowl. Maybe he won't get you to perennial deep playoff hood. But damn it, he's going to fix the culture. And what may end up happening, I don't have the best coaching example for this. You might think of somebody, but whoever it was, Actually, it was Brian Kelly that turned the culture around. I was about to say somebody changed the culture and then Brian Kelly made it winners. I don't think that applies here. Um, I, I'll come up with a better example as we go along eventually. As I, as I, I mean, is it like, I mean, Andy Reid in Kansas City, Andy Reid in Philadelphia, like, I, I like you look at those organizations before he came in. Um, and, and, and I, I think he, he changed the culture in both of those cities. Well, see, but, but here's the difference. And, and not to say that anything you said is wrong. Andy Reid did it all by himself. I don't think Man Campbell that's is a bad. guy that's going to win a Super Bowl. I'm telling you he's setting the table to attract the guy that will. Right? Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I know it's, you know, uh, not to switch gears to your favorite sport, but there was a time where 
uh, Buck Showalter with the Yankees and then the yeah. Arizona, and then Joe Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah. Like, he set the table, and then the first year after he was gone, each of each of those two teams that ended was, up in the World Series. Tory came in after Showalter, right? I have that right? I believe so, yeah. The same thing happened in Arizona uh, when he went there for a few seasons, then he left, and then they won the World Series. I believe it was Arizona. Uh, no, but with all that in mind, buddy, um, so this is your fault for bringing up baseball and me being so surprised I out baseball. Bro, I'm sitting here staring at the Orioles logo on my wallpaper. What can I say? Here's the other thing, dude. Like I was on the inner out sports debate show the other night and I out baseballed somebody talking about Derek Jeter as the best player to wear number two. What's going on? Well, when did this happen? Crazy. If Orlando, world gets, a, if Orlando gets an MLB team, I'm screwed a crazy world out there kyle ah i'm all scared let's do some games before i lose my mind Jesus let's do Lord. it ah i i good goodness gracious what what have what have you done i feel weird <laughs> like I said, dude, the orioles won 100 games this year I, I i don't know what i don't know up from down and left from down dogs and cats living together mass hysteria <laughs> it's insane Oh, don't you hate it when you go to pull up your damn music and then stupid iTunes is deciding to ask for your password and then you type it and then it doesn't recognize. Oh, isn't that the best? Yeah, it's awesome. Whatever. We'll do it without music because oh, wait, you got some you got some you got some on your soundboard. There's some uh, picking some football games music. Oh, wait, what was the what was the song we've used? We used the last time. Let me see if I can find it. Roundup, right? I think so. Hold on. Let me let me see if I can find it. I this. mean, that's the best. That's the best. NFL picks music of all time. Of all time. Let's see. Let's see what I can do here. And of course, now my system won't load. That's always fun. Yeah. Why don't we start the picks? I'll work on it over here. And well, uh, I mean, listen, there, there's actually some teams with some buys, so we'll make we might make it through. I don't know. Anyways, big Jim, let's do the dang thing. Leading it off on Thursday night, an absolute juggernaut of a contest. In the words of Al Michaels. The Chicago Bears heading to the nation's capital to battle the Washington Red Tails uh, commanders. Okay, he didn't do that part, but yeah. Who you got, Jim? <laughs> uh, well, because my um, my fantasy team, I, I lost uh, I, I lost Justin Herbert to the bye week this week. And uh, because they're playing the Chicago Bears, I picked up Sam Howell. So oh. I hope, oh, dude, no, look, okay. It, it, he was the best matchup available in, in this league for quarterbacks uh, that, that were on free agency. So I'm hoping that for one week, uh, that is a good matchup. So I have to take the commanders uh, in this one also because the Bears stink out loud. And I mean, as much as I, I want to to diss that, listen, because you can't spell Howell without a pair of L's. I think assuming after this game that he was going to be Samuel Howell because he'd have a third one. See what I did there? That being said, yeah, I'm with you. He's he's not going to lose to the Bears. Hosting? No, I, I, I too have the red tails. Next up, breakfast bowl here out in London. The Jacksonville Jaguars battle the Buffalo Bills. Who you got, Jim? Um... So the, the Jags have been over there, so they are obviously uh, a little more settled in. Uh, it is a home game uh, for them, so to speak. Right. But, man, the, the, the Bills the Bills did the thing that I said that, you know, has been my biggest criticism of them over the last couple of years, their inability to finish games. Um, and they certainly came through um, – this uh this past week and they did not uh they did not let up so I'm, i gotta take the bills man i really do okay unfortunately 
I have a lot more. I have a lot more insight into this game since I do write for the Jaguar Report of SI. Bing! But I just got through literally before this show started submitting a piece that dropped during the show on the Jaguar report about the fact that Josh Allen is already worried about Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime. Yes. Josh Allen who quarterbacks for the bills and is doing a a, a good job doing it. Like let's not to talk too much trash on Josh Allen. It's not that he's a bad quarterback. He's an inconsistent quarterback. And that's the reason why I can't, you know, put the bills at the top of power rankings as some other, well, oh, there you go, Jim. Music. Woo! Um, other tools out there may put them at number one. No, he didn't. But um, listen, for my money, Josh Allen's not one of the top in passing in the league. You know who's top at his position, though? Josh Allen is tied for third in sacks with Khalil Mack and TJ Watt. There's a reason why Josh Allen is still thinking about the fact that the last time he was in Jacksonville in a home game situation, which London allegedly is, nine to six was the final score. Josh Allen managed to lead the team in tackles while getting a sack fumble recovery and intercepting Josh Allen. That's right. Josh Allen intercepted Josh Allen in 2001. By the way, that's just a few weeks removed from Urban Meyer getting fired. Now that the offense is good, you expect me to also believe that the Bills will take the dub? This isn't the Miami Dolphins defense, and Andre Sisco is quickly becoming allegedly one of the top safeties in the NFL. Allegedly. Which there may be some talk to. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into that in the Duval dive with my guy Travis Holmes of Big Cat Country here on Friday at eleven. Thank you, Jim. But all that to say, with that excellent promo of my articles and my other podcasts, I have the Jaguars, Jim, the Texans, and the Falcons. Who you got? Uh, dude, man, uh, C.J. Stroud looks to be the exception to the Ohio State quarterback in the NFL rule. Um, the, the Texans seem to be rolling. Uh, I, I. I I know everybody in both South divisions, I believe, practically is two and two at this point, but something's got to break. And I think if 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 I'm going to bet on somebody breaking, it is going to be the Atlanta fraud cons. Give me the Texans. I love you realizing that the fraud cons were overrated from moment one and suddenly Ab Stanley and Danny Thompson aren't responding to my inquiries. Anyways, my punchline <laughs> is this. I have the Texans for this one, too. Your CJ uh, Stroud point is great, but there's also another guy that was picked damn near at the top of the draft that did his job as well. Will Anderson Jr. is a bad mamma-jamma on the edge. You know what Josh Allen did? to Desmond Ritter, scared him into three turnovers. Now, I'm not promising three Desmond Ritter turnovers, but I will set the over under at two and a half. I'll give you that. I have the Texans for that. Over, over, over. Oh, you're going over. Okay. I'll take the over. By the way, I liked how you turned over in the homer there. I could barely tell the difference. Anyways, um, the (laughs) one set of cats battles another. The Carolina Panthers battle Jim's Lions. We're, do we have to talk about this one? I, I'm not. Listen, I'm as much as I scoff at golf, maybe it's time for me to admit that I was off on golf eventually. You know, I right? You, off on golf. You feeling that? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's got, we got something there. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. Whatever. It was uh, the best way to talk about Man Campbell. Go ahead, Jim. The Frank Reich experiment looks to be off to a – Man, it's bad. It's like I can't even like come. Up, I can't even come up with anything clever. Like he's out here trying to explain the 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 Adam Thielen play 
and is like talking himself into circles that he can't untie. Like, man, it's it's it, everything's rough down there in Carolina. Like, I, I get you got a rookie quarterback and all that, but dude, it looks it looks rough. Um, yeah, this this one. This, I mean, I'm obviously not picking against my my uh, NFC North champions. Uh, this is absolutely man Campbell time. Excuse me, sir. Our NFC North. Our champions. yes, our. Let's get that ish right. Um. I'm more intrigued by them this is a game than I feel like I should be, but I still am. The Tennessee Titans head over to Lucas Oil to battle the Colts. Jim, who you got? Um, I'm sorry, it was that I got distracted by uh by this ad that popped up on my on my uh, YouTube there for a second. Was it for popcorn? No, sadly it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium. Who you got, buddy? Ooh, um, right, exactly. Like, I, I, dude, the Titans aren't good. Um, no. The Colts also not good, but I think they're they're not they're, great, Bob. They're they're improving slightly better than not great, Bob. Uh, than the than the Texans are or the Titans are. Excuse me. Um. And it's I'll give it to I'll give it to Indy at home. I'll give him the edge at home. Uh looking later in the year when when this game's in Tennessee, we'll we'll see where those teams at are at that point. But yeah, give me give me the uh give me the Colts at home. You know, that's not a bad take by you. I will I I I I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And now granted, if I see the injury report tomorrow, it says DeForest Buckner isn't practicing, I'm gonna curse again and <laughs> um realize I was wrong. But between the quarterback play and such that the, that it is and the Colts offensive line being better than you would expect it to be, um, I think they can hold up against that Titans front to do enough to give whoever the quarterback is, be it Uncle Rico, uh, um, Gardner Minshew, or the man they call AR there, Anthony Richardson, the fourth overall pick. Um, I got the Colts um, at the end of the day. What can I say? Um you know, I'm glad I don't know a Giants fan because they're playing Miami after losing to the Bills that they did. Um, yeah, anybody? Yeah, we'll move on. Anyway, <laughs> um, the Nolan Saints versus Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, Jim. Um, man, this the, the, this season for the Patriots is is. It started like kind of okay, <laughs> and man, it, it, it's it's taken a rough turn. Like it really has taken a rough turn um, for the Patriots. Um, you know, questions at the quarterback position, valid questions at the quarterback position. Um, you know, Bill Belichick, arguably the greatest coach in the history of the game, um, but it, it, it looks like the the man who is undefeated, Father Time. Um, you know, maybe coming to collect on Bill Belichick. And here's the thing, like it, it was, it was, you know, at some point it was going to end, right? Like it was going to end. And it certainly looks like that's where we're at. Um, he's still looking for win number 300. Um, I, I don't know that he gets it this week. Now, if, if, if Derek Carr, I know he played this past week, but, uh, with Camara back, the, the Saints looked better. Um, I'm not going to say the word good, but the Saints looked better. Um, and I'm going to give the Saints the edge in this one, man. Uh, the Patriots, uh, I, I get the Saints aren't as good defensively as the Dallas Cowboys are, and probably not offensively either, but the Patriots showed me nothing 
on Sunday to, to tell me they should win this game. Yeah, you may have heard about a little uh, really noticed trade about um, the, the Patriots picking up a cornerback. That's because Christian Gonzalez likely out for the year. Uh, Mikey Byrne and I both agreed um, as the midseason awards are just about a month away that this guy was a defensive rookie of the year candidate. Well, what happened was likely <laughs> for the season is what the headline yeah, yeah, it's not read. good. I, I don't know if we jinxed him or not, but at the end of the day, I have the Saints, Jim. So I am with you on that. This is an interesting matchup. Well, actually, it would have been at one point, and it's looking less so at the moment. The Ravens head over to the uh, uh, venue formerly known as Heinz Field, the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting. Jim, who you got? Um, if 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 Kenny Pickett was playing, um, I I probably would still go Baltimore. If I'm being 100% <laughs> honest about it. And it's, I just, I just, I don't think that the, I don't think the Steelers haven't showed me so far that, that they are what some people thought they were, right? Like, like they just, it hasn't been a good first month for, for Pittsburgh. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's the injury to the, the receiver, was it Johnson? Um, now the injury to Pickett. Um, I, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but they haven't looked great. Not that, the, not that the Ravens are blowing the doors off anybody, but um, they just they they do kind of look to be the better team right now, especially you know if this guy is under center, uh, Tribuski or whatever the hell his name is, uh, <laughs> you know, like that that's that's not good for anybody. So give me Baltimore. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, Kenny Pickett may have been what got them to the playoffs last year. He there is I don't know if it's the offensive line. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's. Dallas, whatever his name is, or you know the the offensive coordinator, they're all no Matt Canada. That's it. I was joking, Jim. Take it easy. Um, <laughs> but um, no, listen. The punchline's this: um, that offense is the problem. I know they blew the doors. Are sorry. I know the Ravens blew the doors off of the Cleveland Browns, but you know the Steelers beat them too um, on the strength of the fact that Watson um, can't handle being the villain. And I don't believe Watson started when uh, the Ravens played the Browns and yeah, they just, they, whatever I'm with you. I got, I have the Ravens such as they are the Eagles and the LA Rams, Jim. Um, I think this is going to be a closer game than a lot of people are giving it credit for. Uh, it certainly will come down to the, uh, the hip and no, this isn't a joke about how cool Matthew Stafford is or how old he is, um, but it is the actual hip injury uh, to Matthew Stafford uh, that is being, you know, that is calling into any question this game. Um, if, if Stafford is healthy, I, I, I think this game is going to be really, really tight. Um, I haven't really been shown exactly how great the Eagles are this year. Um, I don't know that this week is that week either. Um, I will take the Eagles, but I think this game is going to be tight late. Yeah. Um, Cooper cups coming back to practice, but I don't think he's going to be playing in this game to challenge the allegedly weak Eagles secondary, um, at days in my guy, I'm with you. Um, this should be a more compelling game than we think, but I think the red tails game is going to end up being closer and our good friend, Matt, the AJ Hawk of the Huddle of Podcast, his Eagles prevail. In what is arguably a way more scary game than it should be, 
Joey Burr and the Bengals head over to Tempe to battle the Arizona Cardinals. Jim. Ooh. Um, boy, a month ago, we wouldn't have even questioned this, right? Like yeah. a month ago, we would have been like, Bengals, next. Um, it's 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 been a rough go, really, for Cincinnati. Um, and, and look, the field conditions in Arizona are not good. Um, not great, Bob. They are well-documented, not good. Not great, Bob. On, on the world's biggest stage for football, too, I might add. Yeah, uh, twice. Twice. The college football playoff and the Super Bowl last year. Um, and, and you know, they, they weren't great two, a couple of weeks ago. That's not the reason the Cowboys lost. The Cardinals beat them. So I'm not even – I'm not making the excuse there. Um, but with, with that combined with the calf, sorry, Mikey B., I'm going Cardinals. Um, you know what, Jim? I'm glad, I don't know if you heard me typing during your rant, but what I was typing, I shouldn't call it a rant, your explanation, but what I was typing was three letters into my Excel sheet. A-R-I. I'm yeah, man. The Colts too. A team against a team. We both picked to win the bleeping Super Bowl. What's weird, going on? It's been a weird month, man. Ah! Anyways... <laughs> The New York Jets and oh the Denver Broncos. My God, oh the Denver Broncos. Talking uh, talking more about games that we thought would have been better when this season started. Just when you thought the Thursday was bad, here this gem comes. Oh boy, um, listen, yeah, who you got, Jim? Goodness gracious. Uh, I mean, here's the deal, and 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 I said this uh, a little bit last night on on Huddle Up that. When given time, um, Zach Wilson made some pretty good throws uh, on Sunday night against the Chiefs. Um, and look, again, nobody's ever going to confuse him for a top 10 quarterback. It is just not going to happen. But if he gets time. Um, that depends they're, they're, that depends on your topic there, Jim. I know there's plenty <laughs> of Cougars out there that put them in the top 10. Well, so. <laughs> top, 10, top 10 MILF hunters, maybe. Top 10 quarterbacks, probably not. Um, but, but here's the deal, man. Like if, if given time, there's weapons on that offense, Brees Hall has no, is no longer on a pitch count. Uh, that defense really good. Um, this is going to be a win for the jets and, and I don't care about the icy white helmets for the Broncos. Uh, it ain't going to be great for them on Sunday. Yeah. Jets win this one. So Jim, if I was to ask you to give me a defense, that has made even the best quarterbacks in the league look absolutely pedestrian. Who would you answer? The goddamn Jets. I was waiting for it, too. Well done. By the way, um, you expect me to believe that Russell Carrington Wilson at this stage in his career can battle that defense. How about no? Okay. Then on top of that, the defense. Hell no. Well done, sir. Uh, Tracy Morgan for the win. Um, the Denver Broncos, by the way, are a defense that has underproduced greatly, just like the Chiefs defense have overproduced and were the difference to eventually catch up to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson isn't going to have that problem. He's going to be feeling confident after this game. Give me the New York Jets, my friend. Uh, on the road, by the way, even in mile high. I don't care. Yeah. Um Speaking of a quarterbacks that looked pedestrian against the Jets defense, because it's the Jets defense. Can right. somebody give credit to the Jets defense? Seriously. Ha. Huh. Okay. I'm good. 
Uh, here's something interesting. It's not exactly a primetime matchup, but uh, the Chiefs battle the Minnesota Vikings. Do are we are we really doing this? Whatever. Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. And, and the defense continues to make Kirk Cousins look bad and wish he was a family man, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We're going to go to the Monday night game because we know what the Sunday night game is. Green Bay battles the arguable worst coaching job in the world in Josh McDaniels. I have to hit the S that hard. I don't want anybody to confuse him with Mike McDaniels and the S is for sucks. Um, I got the pack, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the the Raiders are a dumpster fire on wheels rolling down a hill. It, it's it's just bad news. Filled with hot dog water, yes. By the way, did you want to end the segment on that game? No, you didn't. You wanted to end it on this game. All right, Homer. Who you got as you try to make your way into Santa Cruz? Homer, Homer, Homer. Um, look, okay. Uh, let's get the obvious out of the way. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Um but but here's the thing, and, and this is this is what I said about this game on Huddle Up last night. Is is I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams because you know uh, the the 49ers started their season with a big win against the Steelers. Steelers don't look to be the team that we thought they were. Um, and, and and since then, I mean, the Giants kind of hung around in the second half a bit. The Cardinals do the things that the Cardinals do. They hung around a little bit in the second half. Um, so I think there there's spots a little bit. A little bit. You pulled away late in the third and into the fourth. But you said they, they, they struggled in the second half, and then you said they pulled away late in the third. Like if if the if if the Irish did that, you would say it was a dominant performance. What are we doing here, Jim? I'd also be facetious when I said that, Kyle. Fair. Anyway, <laughs> but 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 so you know, like I mean, to be fair, like I, I I tweeted after the Notre Dame Duke game that we had them where right where we wanted them the whole time. Okay, right, after blaming the officials for how long? Anyways, continue. Well, I wasn't wrong about that, but that's neither here nor there. Hey, you're the boy who cried ref. How do I know when it's right or not? I don't know. I mean, if you By didn't way, watch, if you didn't watch the game, then I guess you shouldn't even be judging it. But anyway, neither here nor there. I had that one teed up for a while for you, Jim. I know you did. <laughs> I like that the boy who cried the the boy who cried ref that's pretty good, um, <laughs> but but here's the you know so so I think we still have a little bit to learn about the 49ers. Um, I think we obviously have more to learn about the Dallas Cowboys. They haven't been tested yet. Um, I think when the Cowboys want to be really good, they have the capability of being really good. They have a they have a really really good defense. Um, you know they have a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, it's just a matter of putting it all together. I you know, I certainly. Uh, based on my prediction, think this will be the week where it happens. Um, you know, and and obviously one of the big keys in that is a guy that unfortunately got hurt on that very field last year, and that is Tony Pollard. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, he looks good. He looks healthy. Hopefully remains that he way. looks like he's getting effing used. How about that? Right. Ama amazing what happens. Again, addition by subtraction uh, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys this year, and and uh, they're not offensive coordinator anymore. Um, so yeah, I think those are going to be the, uh, the differences for Dallas this week. So, you know, you want to talk about stuff with the Cardinals. Okay. There's one quarterback that went 25 for 40 passing the football against the Cardinals. There's another quarterback that went 20 for 21 passing against the Arizona Cardinals. And it's not so much this or that versus the Arizona Cardinals. You tell me a football game where you say, yeah, sure. I believe Dak Prescott can go 20 for 21 in a game. No, you don't. 
Brock Purdy can do that ish, and he doesn't have to do it all by himself. He doesn't have to throw the ball 40 times because Christian McCaffrey scares the bejesus out of people. And get to, I'm, I, I don't mean to throw you off. You look like you're middle of something, but I need a Joel Clad if you don't mind. I, you remember you're producing my show? And rightly so. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yes. But th- listen, man, I know I alluded to it earlier, but this game may come down to who makes the mistake and who's going to make the mistake between these two. It's not going to be Brock Purdy in this world. To, to my point, Kyle, the third quarter ended with the Cardinals down five, okay? That's all I'm saying, right? Like, that, that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not Listen. saying the Niners didn't have control of that game. I'm just saying the Cardinals were within five. Well, let's have another conversation then. Let's have another conversation then. Name a coach who you've asked to have fired into the sun. Mike McCarthy or Kyle Shanahan? Well... I may I may have an anger who wished McCarthy or uh, Shanahan to also be fired into the sun. See, well, yeah, but one is both of them were to protect you, and one's for you and one's against you. Figure it all out. Of course, I'm picking the 49ers at home. Are you kidding me? Homer, 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 Homer. Yeah, Homer, as in they're the ones hosting. Maybe in Gerald world it would be different, but I don't expect. Dakota Prescott to hold up to do, handle his weight because he's going to at some point because you're trying to run against Fred Warner and Bosa and company. May the force be with you. Parsons is par, like Michael Parsons is going to be dangerous, obviously, but he can't be everywhere. If Pollard gets shut down, are you feeling good about Dakota winning the game? I am not. That's all I'm saying. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, watch me totally blow this. I actually, I'll be real. I I I talked about this at the inner out sports debate last night, and and at the end of the day, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I said the Niners will probably be undefeated longer than the Eagles if they win next week. If they win this week, and yeah, I mean, that's I think that's that's probably fair as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's. Look, like this is this is you know going to be one of the the marquee matchups of the season when you talk about the NFC. This obviously has potential to be a a future playoff matchup as well. Um, it's two of the best teams in the conference. Like it's 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 what a Sunday night game should be. <laughs> like let's be fair. This is this is what primetime football should be. Not the Bears and the Commanders. Well, that's Thursday night in fairness. Well, but yeah. see where you're going. Hey, yeah, you gotta pay extra. Not. You gotta pay extra for that. Hey, listen, I, I'm there. I'm there. Uh, I, I'm there to watch um, uh, good omens and um, and catastrophe. That, that's why I'm there. I watch that's those with my wife. I, I only watch. I don't really watch football there. Like Thursday night, I'm usually watching it on some other whatever. We're not here for my personal watching habits. That'll do it for the picks, Big Jim. It's all good, buddy. Tell the world where you can be found yeah you can follow me at big jim sports on twitter uh you can hit the link tree there that's going to get you to every uh podcast project that i do that i got going on uh, i got the uh, the huddle up podcast uh, that is live every tuesday night uh, we got my observations or as you guys call them my what my just my... just this week and by the way ej was the one that made it all gross i just agreed with his statement it's what he usually does <laughs> Like that's listen, I'll, I'll say it as I said it. If you mind, I, I will promote it for you as I did on Twitter. If you're an Irish super fan, check out this week's observations with Big Jim. There you go. Um, but uh, yeah, we have we have a lot of great content over there. Um, you know, we not only the weekly show, we got a lot of side projects. 
um uh, on the feed which is great the youtube channel which you know this show airs live on uh your duval dive as well so plenty of content on the huddle up podcast incorporated uh if you like wrestling and just anything else uh check out 3ct uh, we have the wrestling show live on thursday nights we have the tuesday podcast which is a mixed bag of dear god anything um so just uh come check that out if you like that uh discussions with a nobody kind of on the back burner a bit that kind of ends up happening in the fall but i'm sure i'll get some thoughts down there well, especially this fall when all your teams are doing well you have all this happiness surrounding <laughs> right exactly there's, <laughs> there's no no melancholy candles to light in, in this house at least not for right now uh but like i said you can go to at big gym sports on twitter you hit the link tree everything's there um that that's going to be the easiest place to find it all i mean how even your wife's wolverines are doing well how do you get time to get out of the house to play golf if you know what i'm saying i mean i'm you know <laughs> i can i always find a time to put it in the hole kyle oh snap get get that wow i wasn't ready <laughs> Woo! by the way i have a quick experiment hold on sweat if i ain't sweat sweat Okay, I played something propping Deion Sanders and you didn't burst in the flames. Okay, I am done. I'm fine. fine. (laughs) Reality has shown it as reared its ugly head. No, look, man, I'll get reality one touchdown away from from tying up up a a, a game against a a team that they were supposed to get blown out by without their best offensive and defensive player. I also think that says a lot more about USC. Well, as you said, and your continued hate and Irish love. That is the observation. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, like, I, like I said, uh, I've never been a fan of Dion, even when he played on this team that that uh, I am wearing tonight on your you show. I really hated him when he was a Niner. Oh my god! Oh, absolutely. Um, and then, and then when he then, and then when he was a member of the Washingtons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the I will give them a, a ton of credit for for not giving up in that game. Like, you know, and, and, you know, in the, in the post game, I know he talked about like, if you can't see what they're building here, um, you know, you're crazy or blind or I forget exactly what he said, but yeah, you would have to be like, they, they, like that, that, that team is absolutely on the up and up. Um, and you know, not, not to, not to Ernest DJ Christian, uh, the Colorado to like what he did with the, uh, with the Jaguars, but like, especially with the exit of oklahoma and texas like you you you, i would not be shocked if colorado is one of the 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 teams that is heavily favored for the big 12 next year oh oh absolutely i mean the big 12 is a mess this year it's an absolute mess this year and and i say it as somebody who's covering the conference in question first of all how many damn big 12 teams have lost their quarterback at some period of time what the craziness by the way i don't know you you probably didn't hear this i was on the jeff allen podcast apparently if you play ucf your starting quarterback comes back thank you sir um uh and, and writing for the black and gold banneret as well i i i i've seen this happen i think i might put together a commercial big 12 teams is your starting quarterback injured try playing ucf that's right playing UCF. Miraculously <laughs> make your quarterback come back to life and start See Will Howard, for example. Sure, he was limping like Byron Leftwich, but there he was. Oh, and that's, a, that's a classic game, by the way. That, right? That yeah. is a classic. Your quarterback was out after week one. But don't worry, Baylor. Your starting quarterback will just come just in time to cause the biggest collapse in history playing UCF. 
you're worried about Kansas's quarterback? Not so, Jayhawks. Here comes UCF. Here comes the here comes the Knights. Side effects may include Orlando fans being pissed off. You know, like uh, so that's, that's where we're at, dude. It, it's a funny thing. Anyways, of course. I am Kyle Nash, the student of the game. You can find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same, the SOTG. Find me on Facebook as a student of the game. Check out my writings on the Jaguar Report, but which literally right now, you could go to the Jaguar Report and see me talking about the potentiality of what Josh Allen, uh, what, uh, what Josh Allen fears about the concept of Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime. Check that out, Jaguar Report. And, of course, my work with the Black and Gold Banneret, the Night Shift podcast coming out here later this week, probably drop Friday morning uh, if you are watching this live. And, uh, well, you know, that will be Friday the 6th if you aren't. So there you go. Um, Get yourself ready for UCF heading over to Kansas to battle the Jayhawks to try to get a Big 12 win in here. Goodness knows they let one slip out um, with Baylor. And you could check out my night class on that Baylor-UCF game of how I thought that happened and how I graded the team out. Uh, in that particular instance, you'll be surprised to guarantee you. But uh, also, you can check out my work with the three-point conversion and A7BN Sports. Um, don't forget, Friday at 11, uh, the Duval Dive is a thing. And, of course, all of the above can be found and on your favorite podcast. And, by the way, any of this stuff streams with my man, the CEO in the building, on the Huddle of Podcast YouTube channel as well. Folks. In honor, joy, and privilege, special thanks to Mark Mancini for jumping aboard. And, of course, my man, the CEO, the decent human being that I know. See how it rhymes now. I feel so rhythmic <laughs> with the wave. My man, Big Jim, thanks for coming aboard, my guy. But until next time, everyone, class dismissed.